I'm Jim Kunkel, and welcome to Amplify. This episode will be a call to action for AMP members in America to help support passage of the Surface Transportation and Water Infrastructure Bill that is currently in the Senate. Today's conversation was recorded on July 29th, 2021. So please look for future updates from AMP on this important infrastructure legislation. Joining me today is Lou Laras, CEO of CoreCon Incorporated. CoreCon as a painting contractor holds QP1 and QP2 accreditations. Sam Scatero is the president of Alpine Painting and is the AMP vice chairman of the board. Alpine holds QP1, QP2, QP8, QP9, and QS1 accreditations. And Adam Christopher is the AMP manager of government relations. And now for our conversation. Hey, gentlemen, welcome to Amplify. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Great Good to be to here this morning, Jim. It's great to have you. Hey, Adam, let's go ahead and, and start the, our conversation off about the Surface Transportation and Water Infrastructure Bill. You know, what does it, what is it first and what does it cover? What does it address? That's a great question. And uh, it takes a little bit of time to understand because I know there's been a lot of conversations throughout the past year and maybe even really several years on infrastructure, infrastructure legislation. When is it going to pass? What is it going to do? So the current bill that we're going to be talking about today uh, is something that passed the House of Representatives uh, about a month ago on July 1st. And really what that is, is kind of the marker and, and the first uh, action by the House on, on what they see as an infrastructure bill. And in that specific piece of legislation, they've included the Surface Transportation Bill, which is also known as the Highway Bill and, and sets funding and policies uh, for the infrastructure world, specifically on the road side uh, each year. That needs to be authorized to make sure that there's funding going to those programs and that the correct policies are in place. So that's something that's very important. And then secondly, the House included in their legislation a water infrastructure bill, which really shows uh, the importance that the House and, and members of Congress are placing on fixing our water systems. They, you know, we can see the roads and the bridges, but all the things that are underneath us, we, we can't easily see, but we know that the average lifespan of, of some of these systems is 100 years. And so that's really kind of the bulk of what we're going to get into today is, is the House's uh, opportunity and, and first look at, at how to fund these, these sort of important topics. Yeah, and we're also going to talk about what AMP members can do and uh, the general industries that we do uh, work with our stakeholders, what they can do to help in the passage of this, uh, this important uh, act. Of course, yeah. Um, you want me to dive into that now? Well, let's say that. Um, okay. Hey, Lou, um, and based on your experience and, and CoreCon's experience, you know, working with uh, the bridge and transportation infrastructure, you know, in your opinion, what's the current state, the condition of America's infrastructure when it comes to transportation systems? It's, most of my work is obviously the, the bridges. Um, and, and of course, we're, we need a big investment. We haven't had a good investment in the bridges. Most of the bridge work that I do is the eight um, quasi-government agencies like the Delaware River or New Jersey Port Authority or the MTA. So they're funded by tolls, but they do need, especially now, they need a lot of government funding because obviously tolls and things are gonna be changing. And I think we should be talking about that too, how we fund this stuff. Um, as far as you don't need to go by me, um, the American Society of Civil Engineers has been talking about 
eight trillion dollar investment, not one trillion, not three and a half trillion, eight trillion. And that was back when Obama passed the first seven hundred and fifty billion dollar Surface Transportation Act, um, and that was to to get the economy rolling again. Um, is it bad? It's every every 10 years, every 20 years, we have to be working on these bridges. I see corrosion all the time. It's not gonna stop. So this has to be going, and it's a little easier on the big bridges that I'm working on because they're toll. It's harder now when you're dealing with a New Jersey DOT, a PennDOT, a Connecticut DOT, the regular standard DOTs. And worse still, worse still, are the city governments and county governments because they are grossly underfunded. They need help. Um, so as far as this bill, it's a $1 trillion package. I just picked up two. I downloaded, I was reading last night, uh, New York Times, two articles on it, uh, which differs from what you had said in your, what you sent me. It's, it's woefully low. I think it's low. Yeah. Sam, you know, I'd like to get your opinion also, too, regarding um, the state of infrastructure here in America, but also, too, if you could talk specifically about water, wastewater. Sure, I'm happy to. Um, we spend a lot of time uh, rehabilitating both concrete and steel structures in water and wastewater environments uh, in the northeastern part of the United States. And, you know, like everything else in the U.S. infrastructure, it's aging. Um, you know, we have uh, pipelines that have been underground for over 100 years uh, that are transporting water back and forth. I mean, you know, people are familiar with Flint, Michigan, familiar with Newark, New Jersey, you know, areas where, you know, they've had issues with lead uh, pipelines um, and how that's causing, you know, health concerns for the residents of those areas. Um, so there's a lot of this infrastructure that not only needs to be replaced, but also needs to be re rehabilitated. And that's where, you know, um, the AMP organization comes in, creates some great standards, um, you know, has qualification programs like the QP program uh, that qualifies contractors to come in and, and rehabilitate these structures, whether it be, you know, concrete, you know, the QP8 certification, whether it be, you know, steel uh, with the QP1 uh, certification, and then also, you know, removing, you know, things like lead that I just spoke about, um, you know, with QP2. Those are all great things, you know, to help the industry. But, but absolutely, I mean, you know, more money needs to be spent on these things because this is, uh, this is our drinking water. This is disposal of our wastewater. You know, these are, you know, very, very important concerns for our society. Yeah, we can see the aging of our infrastructure every day when we go about our daily lives. You know, and earlier uh, in our conversation, Adam talked about the legislation. Um, you know, the language within it um, has the requirement for uh, certified, qualified contractors uh, like the QP program. Uh, also, it does specifically target uh, quality management systems, quality control systems, and that the craft workers uh, be uh, trained and uh, certified uh, by, you know, an authority uh, such as AMP. Um, you know, Sam, you know, when we're looking at, um, you know, certified contractors, you know, how do you see the work requirement for QP contractors benefiting infrastructures and importantly, the taxpayers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that some of the language that's being presented out there and, and you know, in fact, the uh, language that was passed by the House recently uh, is fantastic for the taxpayers because, you know, what's the biggest sin to me is when, um, you know, uh, 
you know, an organization, whether it be a state, DOT, federal government, uh, municipality, you know, takes taxpayer money and goes out and spends that money on a job hoping to get a big infrastructure upgrade. And then occasionally, because they have to deal with a low bid situation, they get a contractor that just, you know, they make their one year warranty, but the thing falls apart in the next, you know, four, five, six years. And I see it on a regular basis. It's not, you know, an uncommon occurrence. It's a more common occurrence that things like that happen. Um, but by, you know, now having things in our legislation or, or hopefully in our legislation, if it passes the Senate and ultimately gets signed by the president, something like this is, is huge for the taxpayers because none of their money is going and being spent uh, on something that's going to last significantly longer because those quality control procedures are in place to make sure that you know it's a good job, to make sure that everyone's following the rules, to make sure that you have trained workers, uh, to make sure you have a contractor who understands what's going on and has proven themselves over and over again and, and gets audited on a regular basis to make sure that they're doing the right thing. So I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, and both Alpine and, and Corcon uh, are great examples of quality uh, contractors that perform this important work, um, not only uh, in uh, transportation, bridge and highway, but also water, wastewater as well. Lou, let me ask you this question. You know, as as a accredited contractor uh, through the Q, with the QP program, when we look at the benefit for the taxpayers, there's benefits for the contractors, and then ultimately the overall economy. Um, you as a chief executive officer with uh, Corcon, you know, how does it benefit your operation and then ultimately the workers who work for you and then the uh, surrounding economies um, with this type of money and funding? Just what I'm not going to repeat what Sam said. Of course, everything that he said is right. Um, being a Q member, we started the QP2 program back in the late 80s. And then I got involved in 92 and I think I chaired it for a while. I'm up to 206 is when I dropped out of the program. Not dropped out of the program, I'm sorry, as far as, as, far as participation. Sam could take over, he's much younger than me. But <laughs> it, it was more than just, it started out with quality control. Um, we needed a way to separate the bad contractors. We needed, but it wasn't just separating them, it was, teaching them what to do. Because remember back then, we were also forced with waste management, how to handle waste, how to handle containment, how to do all of this type of work. So we were a holding house for, for everybody. So it's not so much we were raising the bar, we were also doing a lot of good instruction and teaching them what to do. As the program involved, we we gave it teeth, we, we did audits, we, kick some guys out, put some guys back in. We were we worked very hard to elevate it to this step. And I, and I right now with uh, NACE involved, I think it's going to go even further. And it's very important now because what Sam said and what, what I, good contractors, our work, we certify our work, we back it up. A one-year guarantee is meaningless. It means nothing to me. I like to see that they go 10 years, 15 years. That's important. And then having the documentation to back it up. Another thing that's extremely important to me is um, that certification and these things involve also payroll. Remember, the spec is not just quality control, safety, and the proper insurances. It also meant, did you pay the people properly? 
and there's that documentation. So it's it's all encompassing. It's all encompassing. What what is what I'd like to mention that remember we we talk about deficit spending and big big government spending, but every dollar that we put into infrastructure, infrastructure in our own country, is going to bring back a dollar sixty in benefits through taxes revenue. Uh, just bringing it into the economy. People are working and workers are putting their kids through school. I mean, this is all important. Not talking, not mentioning also the benefits of having that bridge not shut down or the waterways with clean water. I'm not a, I'm not a tank guy. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no doubt. That I'm 100% for the program, but the program is, is much more than just quality control. It's everything. And then we have to we have to, that's it. We're here to do that kind of work and we're here to support it. Very good, very good, Lou. Adam, let me go back to you. Um, when we look at the, the passage of this, you know, what's the current pathway and what can AMP members, um, those that are uh, here in America, what can the American AMP members do and what can the general industry do to help support the passage of this legislation? That's a great question, Jim. And as we were talking earlier, it's not quite as easy as Schoolhouse Rock made it out to be in the beginning. There's a lot of passage, uh, paths that have to happen and hurdles that have to be crossed, but there's a lot of good things out there. First, the House passing this bill, like I said, is, is their chance to say, here are our priorities, here's where we're gonna work from, and we're serious about this, and this is where we wanna move forward. Right now, the Senate is kind of in that process themselves. They've been working for the better part of six months to maybe even a year, uh, to come up with some principles and some some guiding goalposts on on what they want to be in infrastructure legislation. And so actually last night they voted to move forward uh, on this topic and there'll be several amendments and, and our language will certainly be something that's discussed uh, during this time as well. Um, but they're gonna work to pass their own version uh, of what their priorities are. And then from there, it really comes about the two sides kind of coming together defining that that path forward on on what they want it to be and then just you know crossing crossing the finish line and getting something to president biden's desk for us you know from a from an amp standpoint you know every day uh, i'm working on your behalf our government relations team is working on your behalf to do outreach uh, to meet with members of the house of representatives to meet with members of the senate to, to share the important stories that that sam and lou are sharing here today but we also need uh, that support uh, from our members reaching out to uh, their senators and representatives in Congress. I can say, uh, uh, you know, about 15 years ago, I'm a recovering Capitol Hill staffer. Uh, I worked on Capitol Hill, and, but my boss uh, consistently asked me, he said, okay, Adam, what are the letters saying about issue X, Y, or Z? He always wanted to know, first and foremost, what was the, the view of the district and the view of his constituents. And so I would encourage our members to, to get involved and don't be afraid to send a letter. We have template letters that we can send and I, I can help you find the right contact information if you're not sure. And, and just getting involved is the first step to really making a difference. Yeah, and for the viewers, we will make sure that we, uh, in the video description on the YouTube channel, we will put uh, links um, for uh, tips on what to do, how to contact your representat representation, um, you know, by phone, email, other methods involved. You know, and back to what, Lou had said and, and what Sam said, you know, 
Yes, we are talking about, you know, looking at um, money that needs to be invested. Um, this is very important money because it not only benefits our infrastructure by extending the life cycles of it, it protects our economy, but it also benefits our economy through the contractors uh, that are doing the work, their employees that are doing the work, uh, and then the focus on quality. We want to make sure that when the end product of this, that it still has in it um, the requirement for uh, qualified uh, contractors and that it does have a focus on quality because when it comes to uh, the bottom line is that the better the quality, the longer that you can extend that uh, asset and get a better return on your investment. Um, you know, in, in closing out this interview, and I appreciate everyone, um, all, all of your uh, input on this topic, you know, is there anything that we didn't talk about um, that you would want to leave with the viewers? Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, I, go ahead. I think um, what Adam said is very important. We can all participate by definitely voting vote for the candidates that are talking about this. That's extremely important. Uh, I don't care what, if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, you gotta vote. You gotta at least, at the very least vote and be knowledgeable, look it up. We have to do that, but that's our job too. That's Ham's job to educate uh, the contractors as far as, as far as we're concerned. And then the other thing too is work through many of our associations. We have um, I know I have bridge associations um, in New York, New Jersey. I know that um, Sam has his associations. There's the tank associations. Um, we have our conferences, but they're not, they're not, we're not only there to have fun and, and have a few drinks and network. We also be talking about this, how we can help. And helping means supporting a candidate every once in a while. Those, those are important. Um, but I can't emphasize enough the the voting and understand what we have to do. And then understanding how we're gonna support these programs, that's very important. But it, it quality control is first and foremost, because that's the best value. I never go by the low price, what's the best value? Yeah, you always wanna look at uh, the lowest qualified uh, bid. That's how you wanna do do business out there. Um, any other uh, last thoughts on the, on the topic? I just want to build on what Lou said there. Um, I, I've been on the NACE side for, for eight years, but now with AMP, I'm excited because there's a whole new membership and I get to learn about new issues and meet new members. And I, I would just encourage everybody to to reach out to me if, if you have uh, something that you'd like to learn more about I, or, or just ways to get involved. The only way we can kind of make these changes that we're seeing in the world is to, to hear from our membership on what truly needs to be changed. And so, you know, bridges is, is obvious and it's in the forefront right now, but what are those other issues that we need to be talking about and looking at? So I would encourage anybody, and I think my contact information will be in this video somewhere, to reach out to me. Um, help me be a resource to you all because I want to do the best job that I can for the membership. And, and first step one is, is just having this conversation. So thanks for organizing this, Jim, and, and good to meet Lou and see Sam today. Yeah, definitely. And and one other thing, too, I think this shows the benefit of the merger of, uh, of NACE International and SSPC, the Society for Protective Coatings, because, you know, this is action that independently probably might not have been so quick and so thorough. And Adam, um, I give you um, and also other uh, leaders uh, at, uh, at AMP, Sam and Lou, a lot of credit because, you know, working together, we will um, benefit and we will be able to attack corrosion issues, 
fix our, well, help try to fix our infrastructure. We're never going to be 100%, but if we could get close to 100%, it's worth the battle. It's worth the investment. Um, so, um, Sam, thank you very much. Lou, thank you very much. And Adam, thank you very much for your time and uh, your thoughts and, and conversation today. Happy to be here. Thanks, thank Jim. you, Jim. All right. Have a great day.